Welcome to Debate and Discussion, a podcast presented by Xavier Newswire. I'm your host, Erin Albright. During the episode, I will be joined by guests who will debate a controversial topic relating to Xavier or current events. At universities across the country, two distinct styles of bathrooms are offered, communal bathrooms and traditional or suite-style bathrooms. Communal bathrooms in college are defined as a bathroom shared by everyone who lives on the same floor. The size of the communal bathrooms can vary, by overall size or by quantity of toilets, sinks, and showers, depending on the number of students in the hall. Residents of communal-style living spaces argue that communal bathrooms offer students more opportunities to socialize. In addition, large bathroom spaces can be beneficial on a floor with many students who have different times planned for showering, among other things, but also could mean you have to walk down a hallway to even get to the bathroom. One downfall, some would argue, is that the bathrooms are cleaned and stocked by the staff, which may not be cleaned to a high enough standard or is stocked with poor quality of toilet paper. At Xavier, communal bathrooms are offered to first-year students in Brockman Hall. Suite-style bathrooms in college are defined as bathrooms connected to two rooms, one on each side. Typically, only two to five students occupy a bathroom space. There is typically one toilet and one shower in a suite-style bathroom. Those bathrooms are traditionally personally cleaned and stocked by the suite mates. Social interaction is limited to one's roommate in the bathrooms. However, smaller spaces and fewer utilities means that finding a time to use the restroom may prove challenging. Suite styles don't require a hallway walk in the middle of the night nor early morning trudges. Many would argue a benefit is simply rolling out of bed in pajamas. At Xavier, Hussman and Coleman offer students suite-style bathrooms. Xavier also offers a hybrid style of bathroom in Banger Hall. Although they are classified as communal bathrooms according to ResLife, these one-and-a-half bathroom suites in the honors dorm are shared by only the suite mates, not the entire hall. I'm now joined by Sam and Morgan, who are going to introduce themselves. Sam, you want to go first? Uh, Yeah, my name is Sam Stout. I'm a uh, sophomore finance and accounting major, and my freshman year I lived in uh, Brockman. I'm Morgan Miles. I'm a freshman PVP major, and I live in Coleman. So, Sam, why did you prefer to live in Brockman, which has the communal living style? Well, I liked the communal living style personally because it was just, it was a nice feel. Like, you always got to meet and see, like, everyone every day. You were never, like, secluded. You can go to the bathroom and you can see, like, everybody brushing their teeth in the morning or, like, getting ready to take a shower. And I felt like it just was really, like, a good college atmosphere where you get to meet a lot of people and see a lot of people. And you don't get, like, this year I'm in more of a uh, suite-style bathroom in Fenwick. And, you know... I just don't see nearly as many people as I did last year. Morgan, you prefer the sweet style living, which you're actually in right now. Why is that? Um, I'm like, you know, Sam, I don't want to see people, like, brushing their teeth in the morning. I want to go brush my teeth by myself and use the bathroom by myself and roll back into bed or get dressed and get ready for the morning. And when I want to go socialize, I can go outside of my room and do that by myself. And that's why I would prefer, like, a sweet bathroom. So, Sam, you're in communal, which is where, you know, you're in the bathroom with other people, you're all brushing your teeth out of the same sinks, using the same showers. Did you ever feel that that was a dirty environment? No, the bathrooms were cleaned very often. 
plus like you're living with these people all the time you're getting to know them and you're like like you like them you like living with them so you kind of get comfortable with them it's kind of like using the bathroom at home like with your family you just kind of get comfortable with these people and it just becomes every day and it never really seemed overly dirty Morgan, are you ever bothered by having to clean your own bathroom? Do you ever think that's dirty? Or would you just prefer to not have to do the work? I guess I'm a little weird. Um, like an exception to the rule where I, I do enjoy cleaning the bathroom. I actually like knowing I used, I bleached it completely. I wiped down everything, the grime, like everything. I know I cleaned it and I know how clean it is. So I enjoy seeing like my work done in the bathroom. So it's more of like a trust thing, you know, you don't, you don't know that they're cleaning those Brockman bathrooms, so you don't know if it's actually clean? Yes, I want Morgan's level of clean. Sam, would you want Morgan's level of clean, or do you feel that they're cleaning the bathrooms enough? Well, I lived there last year, I thought they were clean enough. They cleaned them, I saw somebody cleaning them every day, so I always felt pretty comfortable that they were clean. And to people who want the privacy of sweet style bathrooms how would you respond i would say yeah privacy is definitely an option but it's like the, and with even with the communal bathrooms it's like they're not filled all the time like if you go in the popular times like right in the morning or at night yeah you'll see other people but if you wake up a little bit earlier a little bit later it's kind of like your own bathroom to be honest well i never like i guess it's from that i never have to worry about that that any well, um scheduling i'd say is a thing with um sweet mates but i've never had that problem where I can just, like, go in the shower. It's always my own bathroom whenever I want it to be. The problem with the sweet style, though, is, like, you're also sharing that with your, the people you're living with in your dorm. So I feel like if your roommate is in there, you have to wait longer. Like, there's always an opening, typically, in the communal bathrooms. Morgan, have you ever experienced problems with, you know, you're trying to shower, but your roommate is taking forever in the shower? I've actually only... Um, it was kind of like my roommate was showering and I had to use the bathroom really bad. So I, but I just went out and went to go use like um, the lounge bathrooms that Coleman offers, like uh, I guess unisex family bathrooms. So I would agree like um, the good thing about communal is that, you know, there's a ton open all the time. Now, Sam, in communal bathrooms, you know, if you're it's the middle of the night, maybe you want to take a shower. Maybe you're brushing your teeth really late. You just got to go to the bathroom, whatever, before you go to bed. You have to walk down the hall. You have to put shoes on. Right now, you have to put your mask on. Would you say that's kind of a pain? Yeah, it is definitely a little more inconvenient, but I wouldn't say it's, like, overly inconvenient, especially because living in Fen Lake this year, it's kind of a sweet-style bathroom. You still need to get out of your bed and leave your room and go down, like, the hall in your room in Fenwick to go to the bathroom, so... I mean, it is a longer walk in the communal style bathrooms and kind of more of a hassle, but it's not, it's not too much out of the way. See, I'm just, I'm just very lazy, so I, I don't like that. I like to roll out of bed, and I'm always half naked, and I like to go in, like, my underwear, my pajamas, and just uh, go in the bathroom really quick. Like, it's in and out, and I feel like um, it's kind of like at my own house. It just feels more uh, homey, I guess. Any thoughts people want to share about their living style besides what we've covered already? I have one, if you don't mind. Um, random fact, if you get locked out of your room and you're in a sweet style bathroom like Coleman or Husband, you can um, open the bathroom locks very easily with scissors. 
So you, I've been locked down my room uh, many times from <laughs> the first semester, and I I knocked on my um, sweet mate's like room, opened the bathroom door, and got into my bedroom to get my card. So sweet style is like uh, extra protection if you lose your card for a few days, like I did. <laughs> that's true, Sam. Yeah, I would say that's also that is something. But like living in Brockman, like my roommate and I, we were always around. Or like we were always like he would go to class, but for an hour or so, and then he would be back. So like if I ever needed to use his, because I lost my old card once or twice last year, mm -hmm. and he was always I could always use his really at any point of the day. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Losing the all-card is an issue I have faced many times already. <laughs> so I think both of you would agree that personal living styles in these two styles of living are very different. You know, whether you're walking down the hall to go to the bathroom or just simply look in a mirror versus rolling out of bed and being able to just have everything right at your disposal. How does that differ between the two styles? Um, where I was like, in sweet room, I like how I live with my roommate, where it's just me and her, and I don't really, um, like anybody in my hall. Like, not that I don't like them, but we are not friends. Um, we're acquaintances, I guess. And I like my roomie, and I can keep talking to her while I go in and out of the bathroom, and I guess our living style is just very, uh, the, the sweet bathroom accommodates that living style, in the sense that we never have to talk to our sweet mate on the other side and we are just like always together and we like we enjoy being together we're like sisters yeah i would say like that is nice just to be with your be able to be in your own area with your roommate a person you really like but i would say like that was one of the things i really liked about brockman last year was everyone like their doors open everyone was going in and out of each other's rooms and socializing and i feel like just socializing with all those people like sort of outside your room, like going to their room, you kind of get to know them better. Like, cause I had people like the first week of school that I just thought like, oh, this person's kind of weird. I didn't really like them. But then you get to know them through interacting with them like every day, multiple times. And then you're kind of like, oh, this person's cool. And then like, you can get different like ideas and viewpoints from different people. And it's sort of that community atmosphere where it just, I feel like it really just expands your like view of the world. And you really meet a lot of cool people and you just have a lot of, good times and it makes it forces you to branch out just outside of your one roommate or however many roommates you have. Morgan, Sam just basically said that the community is better in a communal bathroom building. Would you say it's not as great of a community in sweet style living? Actually, I could agree with that, um, but I also build my own community on my own time and with people who I choose and I'm a natural extrovert and but after like 5 p.m. when I get home from work it's no please do not talk to me and do not bother me so I build my own community on my own time is what I would argue and you can do that it's like you don't like you're not forced to interact like you can everyone's door was like typically open but if you want like a private moment or you want to like go to bed early or something you just lock your door and like it's just you and your roommate in there then at that point is it like i'm just uh, just question um is it like do you feel like it would be louder there were times that it was loud i will say because you don't have a lot of space you're right next to the hallway but i mean it's also been loud in fenway for me this year and you have a bigger dorm and a lot more space so i would say that's not really 
too big of a deal for me. For sure, it makes sense, actually. Do you guys have any final points you want to say before we end the debate? Yeah, I just want to say the communal style bathroom, it's just, it is. it can be a little bit of an inconvenience having to like get up and leave your room and go down the hall, but just the overall community feel and you get to meet a lot of new people and just interact and you, you have the option. You can interact or you could also not interact, which I really liked. And I thought, especially freshman year, it was a great way to just get introduced to college because you're surrounded by new people. They're all in the same boat. So you can meet lots of new friends. And if you want to branch out and go to other places, you can do that. But it's just an option where you can meet a lot of cool people like right, they'll live right next to you. Where in like the sweet style, it doesn't happen always, but people tend to like kind of stay secluded, I would say, in their room with the people they already are comfortable with instead of branching out. I like to say that if sweet style is very good for people like me who want to put a lot of personal like money and time into um, hairstyling and products and skincare and just like sitting on the carpet in your bathroom clipping your toenails and like stuff like that or for fun I'll yell hey come wipe me and <laughs> to my roommate <laughs> you can't do that those kind of things in a community I mean I suppose you could but <laughs> it's more you fun can, right? when I randomly do it and see if my sweet mate who doesn't really know us will hear I always think that's fun but I like to have my own personal time sitting on that carpet like chilling by myself I think both of you bring great points about the two styles of living. Thanks, Morgan and Sam, for debating different bathroom styles. I'm now joined by Sebastian, Sam, Morgan, and Hunter. At Debates and Discussions, we're all about controversial topics. The question of the night is, is water wet? Sebastian, you want to take it away? Of course. Uh, well, I, for one, do not think that water is wet. I think it only has the capacity to make things wet. So, yeah, water is not inherently wet in itself. Um, I agree. Wet is a feeling. And a water, water does not need to be some, a sentient being that feels something. We feel wet when we touch water. Water does not have to feel wet. There's, this doesn't make sense. Now, Morgan, I'm going to disagree with that because I don't think that wet is a feeling. I think that wet is a state of being. If something is soaked with water, then it is a state of being. It's in a state of being of being soaked with water. And therefore, I think... Inherently, water is wet because it's soaked with water. If you think if you have an individual H2O particle, it's wet because it's surrounded by water. And that's why I think that water is wet. Yeah, I would agree with that because, like, if you pour water on something, that something would be wet. So why would the water then itself not be wet? Because it's surrounded by other water, kind of building off of what you said. I mean, if water is always in, like, uh, a state of wetness, as you, would, as you would say, is it really wet then? Because it's always that way, so it wouldn't really be wet. It only, like, this bottle would, for instance, be wet because it's usually dry. So that's what makes it wet, is that it's not always like that. 
I would say the inside of the bottle's wet and the outside would be dry. I would say water yeah. is in a perpetual state of being wet. It's always wet. Like, it's, it's not something right, that, that just can like, dry. Gotcha. Is that just, like, just how water is? Like, I would say water is just wet. Because like, you can have, like, a, a table that's wet, and you can dry it, and it's no longer wet. Where water is just, I would say, constantly wet. No, it's gotcha. like, it, water is not something that's, like, being drenched. And, he, like, he said, uh, Sebastian said, um, the state of something being, like, what makes it wet is that it's typically dry. Yeah. And if water is, like, just always wet, then it's just water. It is not wet. Yeah, I would say that being wet is what happens when something dry comes in contact with a liquid, not the, uh, li like, liquid itself. I have something I want to propose. If I were scuba diving, fully submerged in water, would that be considered being wet, or are you just simply surrounded by something that may or may not be considered wet? No, I think you're definitely wet. You're, you're soaking wet when you're surrounded by water. Um, you just might not notice that you're wet because you're just completely submerged, right? True. But, I don't know, I think you're definitely wet if you're surrounded by water, and you only feel that when you're in the presence of something dry. In this case, once you left the water and got into the air, then you would notice that you're wet because, well, then there's dry, but, you know, I, I, so, yeah, I would say yes. So you said you were scuba diving, right? Yes, so we're scuba like diving. Scuba, scuba gear all over you. Even if you were in scuba gear, even so if you jumped to the bottom the scuba of gear would be wet. You yourself wouldn't be wet at that point. It's just the scuba gear getting wet. All right, but say you just jumped to the bottom of a pool. Then you'd be wet because you came in contact with the uh, with the water. We're trying to compare beings that are humans to an in like a non-sentient like, thing like that is water. And I think that giving human characteristics, like um, saying it feels or it is, uh, I just feel like we're um, comparing, like giving water human characteristics when she just keep it as uh, water. Well, but Morgan, can a rock be wet? Yeah. So then how is that any different than water being wet? N well, it, that's a pretty good one. That's a pretty... I like that. Hold on. I can answer that. All right. So, Morgan, I would say that... Would you agree that a rock is only wet if we come in contact with that rock and deem it wet because we saw that it's in contact with water? Or is it just on contact with water it becomes wet? Both. I think wet is something you can see. Like, if you see yeah. a rock has water on it, you would say that rock is wet. <laughs> or like if a floor has water on it, you would say the floor is wet. We're kind of entering territory of if a tree falls in the wood but nobody's there to hear it, did it really make a sound? So. Right, and I think that's exactly it. it. It does still make a sound, and I think everybody would know that. You're just not in the presence there to, to I almost said, to see that it makes a sound. To hear that it makes a sound. And I think you know, if there's a rock, if it's surrounded by water, even if you don't see it to assign it the characteristic of wet, it is wet because it's waterlogged. And that's why, as I said before, I think that water is indeed wet. And that kind of concludes my thought on the matter. I'll give you all a chance to wrap up. But Yeah, I still stand by water not being wet because I don't think water can make water wet. I think that it's like two magnets kind of repelling each other. Like, it just can't come in contact. 
you know? I would say to finish that water is wet because it's always surrounded by other water particles, which is kind of... But like you, if, you said that like water is like wet is something that you could see. Can you really see that water is wet? I mean, you, you can't see, see it, but you can water. kind of imply it. You can kind of like know it. Final thought from me: Water is not wet. It makes things wet, so it can't be wet itself. And my final thought is: Me and Aaron are the only two females in the room. Therefore, we are correct that water is not wet. I agree. International Women's Day. We're representing. Woo. All right, that's all about water being wet. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Thank you to everyone who has contributed to this episode of Debate and Discussion, including Managing Multimedia Editor Hunter Ellis, Show Manager Will Pembroke, Acting Editor-in-Chief Alex Budzinski, Audio Editor Sebastian Aguilar, Multimedia Producer Gwen Haggerty, Guests Sam Stout and Morgan Miles, and XUFM for the use of their equipment and recording space. Don't forget to tune in next Wednesday, March 17th at 7 p.m. for our next episode of Debate and Discussion, in which we will debate what the best burger on campus has been for the past two years. And if you want to give a listen to our other show, Newswire Live, it airs every Monday at 7 p.m. From Xavier Newswire's podcast, Debate and Discussion, this is Aaron Albright, signing off.